Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Christaff, Missouri. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship this morning. It's great and wonderful, and we are privileged to have each and every one of you in uh, worship today to receive God's gift of word and sacrament. And so let's stand this morning. Let's say hello and greet each other in the name of the Lord. There's a whole row of Pierce City FFA people right there. Go say hi to them. Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Scott George, your announcer for the seventh Sunday after Epiphany. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship services are organist Mrs. Susan Seneger and the acolytes Danica Yelenek and Gabby James. Today's order of service is at trinityradio.com. Radio broadcast today is sponsored by funds donated to the ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church dedicated to the glory of God. Uh, before we open the service, if you turn to hymn uh, 744, or 544, excuse me, we're going to practice the first two verses. There we go. So that's 544. Uh, as you practice are taking your seats, uh, we are going to practice the, the hymn that is going to bookend our service today. It's a hymn called, O Love, How Deep. We've practiced it during communion uh, several weeks prior to uh, today, but we're going to kind of roll it out uh, and see how we do. We're, we're going to practice right now verses 1 and 2. Um, Susan is going to play that for us. So if you open to the first page of your bulletin, and you'll see the hymn there. When we get to the hymn itself in just a little bit, we will, of course, begin at the start of it, beginning with verse 1. But for right now, we're just going to practice as a congregation verses 1 and 2 of that opening hymn, O Love, How Deep.
well, and that will serve as our opening prayer for this morning as well. Please stand. And so we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, given his son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We begin with verse 1 of O Love, How Deep. Still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. For 
Fret not yourself because of evildoers. For they will soon fade like the grass. Trust in the Lord and do good. Delight yourself in the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. strength of all who put their trust in you, mercifully grant that by your power we may be defended against all adversity. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament lesson for this morning comes from Genesis chapter 45, beginning at the third verse. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. And they came near, and he said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, And there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. 
And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord to all of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, and your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have do not come to poverty. And now your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see, that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father of all my honor in Egypt and of all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. And he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept. And Benjamin wept upon his neck. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. After that, his brothers talked with him. This is the word of the Lord.
for the children's message and bring your mighty mics. message is all things work together for God by Amanda Manny. How are you guys? Good. How many of you like cake? Somebody's going to get a special cake today for their birthday, right, Carly? Cake is good, right? For most of us. I know some of us don't like sweets, but most of us love sweets. Why do we like cake? It's tasty, isn't it? That means that all the things in the cake must be good, right? You guys like baking powder? You like to just eat that right out of the... Is that good? No? How about uh, salt? Can I just pour some of this in your hand and that'd be good? Would that taste good? Bradley says no. How about some oil? Jackson, can I just pour some of that in there and how will that taste? Not very good? Well, how about cocoa? That's getting a little bit better, right? That tastes a little bit better. Um, Sugar? I could just put some of this in your hand and that would be delicious, right? I'll talk to Miss Connie about that. Maybe we'll work on that for lunch. Here's my favorite. You know what these are? Chocolate chips. We can eat those by themselves, right? They taste delicious. Well, our life is kind of like cake, okay? There's some parts of our life that are bland or just really don't taste very good. There's some parts of our life that are super sweet and wonderful, right? What are some parts of your life that might be not so sweet? Sad parts. What's something that might make you sad? Harper. Okay, if our pets pass away, that makes us all very sad. What else is something that might make us sad? Carly? Okay, if one of our family members gets sick or passes away, that makes us sad, right? What are some of the sweet parts of life? What are things that make us happy? Cordell? When new babies are born, that's a wonderful thing. What else makes us happy? Grace, what's something that makes you happy? Okay, whenever we rejoice in in the things we see in God's creation, um, what about when you get to play with one of God's creation, your dog, at your house? Does that make you happy? That brings a smile on our face, right? What about you, Jackson? What makes you happy? When you make a new friend. Those are all great, happy things in our lives. Well, today we are going to hear a Bible verse from Romans, 
it says, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. In our lives, boys and girls, there's going to be some not-so-sweet stuff, and there's going to be some really sweet stuff. But God takes all of these ingredients in our lives and works them together for his purpose and for his good. And for that, we are so very thankful and we rejoice. So let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for blessing us and teaching us in all times and seasons in our lives, in the good times and in the bad times. We know that all of those times are times to praise you and to love you and to thank you for everything that you have done for us. We love you so much, Lord, and in Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. Okay. The epistle reading is taken from Romans chapter 8, beginning at the 22nd verse. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we, are, we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. 
And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it will be measured back to you. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Sermon hymn, dear Christians, one and all rejoice. On page 556, verses 1, 5, 7, and 8. 556, verses 1, 5, 7, and 8.
Would all of you pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning. From God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is uh, both the Old Testament lesson from Genesis and the epistle lesson that was just read as well. From the epistle lesson, the verse that says, For we know that God works all things for good for those who love Him, and for those who are called according to His purpose. I don't know what one of your family mantras is, or are, or if you do not have a family or whatever yours is as an individual, but this one is one in my family. For we know that God is working all things for good for those who love Him and for those who are called according to His purpose. Because my family, just like yours and just like you, we all, we, we go through a difficult seasons. And we go through difficult times. Sometimes it's, why won't the kids listen to us? Are we doing something wrong? Are we, are we just really cruddy parents? Why don't they listen? Why did this happen in school? And sometimes the issues are perhaps a step above that. Why is my mother in the hospital again? Why is my father sick again? Why is it that I can't seem to find a job? Why is it that I can't seem to be able to provide for my family? Why is it that I can't seem to, to shake this sin that I have struggled with for so long? And of course, as we all know, there's, there's a level above that too. Why did that child have to die? Why did my mother have to die then? She had so many years left. Why did my father have to die then? He had so many years left. Why did this have to happen to me? Why did that have to happen to me? Why is this happening in our family right now? You guys know what those are for your own personal lives. All of you right now are thinking of at least one or two of those right now. And so I go back to what my own family's hope is. That for those who love God, that those who are called according to His purpose, that He is working all things for good for those who love Him. In our Genesis account... We have this, the very well-known story of Joseph and his brothers, and the lectionary has sped ahead and fast-forwarded all the way to just about the very end. And Joseph is reconciling with his brothers after everything that has happened to him. But before we get to what those things were, I want to go ahead just a little bit further. I want to tell you what Joseph says at the very end. In Genesis chapter 50, if you have your pew Bible there, 
you can look it up. In Genesis chapter 50, it's verse 20. All of this has happened to him. His brothers have come back. And Joseph says these words, You, all of you, meant all of this pain and turmoil that I have been through for evil. And if you have it there in front of you, you'll see it. But God meant it for what? For good. But God meant it for good. And because of this, now many people have been saved as a result of the fact that God has worked this terrible situation for good. Many people have been saved, and Joseph has been reconciled once again with, or perhaps even, or perhaps for the first time, with his family. And so let's kind of rewind a little bit in Joseph's life. Remember that Joseph was the favorite son. Of all of his brothers, his father favored him the most, even gave him a very special robe a robe of many colors, because Joseph was his most favorite child. And the worst part was, was that his brothers knew it. And Joseph, not doing himself any any favors, I suppose, but receives a dream, a dream from God. And that dream, if you remember the story, does not go over well with his brothers at all. Because in that dream, Joseph predicts and dreams and foretells about what is going to happen and what eventually happens at the end of Genesis. That that Joseph, the favorite one, would rule over his brothers. And so his brothers are tired of it. They're fed up. They're sick of it. And so finally they develop this, this plan in order to get rid of Joseph. And they throw him in this giant hole in the ground, and they leave him there to die. But then a caravan comes riding by, and they figure, hey, we can make some profit off of this too. And so the caravan comes by, and they sell their own brother into slavery. Not to see him again for many, many years. And if Joseph thought that that was bad enough, well, there was still more yet to come. He goes to Egypt, he gains the favor of the Pharaoh, and then Pharaoh's wife tries to seduce him. And when that doesn't work, Joseph gets thrown in jail. And he's done nothing wrong. Only to be a faithful servant to the Pharaoh. And so he throws Joseph into prison, but he eventually, of course, is released. His brothers come to him because there is a severe famine in the land and they have no food. And so they come to somebody who they don't know at that time is their brother and say, we need need food. And as I'm sure that you know, the story ends and Joseph is once again reconciled with his brother. There is is much crying and rejoicing and happiness. And God took that, took all of those really awful things that happened with Joseph. And as we read there from Genesis 50, verse, verse 20, God meant them for good.
I tell you yet another story. There is a woman at the very beginning of the book of Ruth. Her name is Naomi. Naomi has a, a husband, and she follows him to a foreign land. They live in Bethlehem. They follow, she follows him to the land of Moab. And it is in Moab where her life falls completely apart. Her husband dies, and she becomes a widow. Again, in a foreign land, a land that she doesn't know. And then her sons die. Now, at that point, they, they had taken wives for themselves. Of course, one of her daughters-in-laws is Ruth. And after Naomi's husband dies, and after her sons die, she says, we, I am going to go back to my homeland. But you, my beloved daughters-in-law, leave me. Because God has left me. And no longer does God love me. The one leaves and does what her mother-in-law asks. But Ruth is determined. And she says, no, I'm not going to leave you. Where you go, I will go. That very famous verse from Ruth. And so they go back to Bethlehem, and there was, there's a small part that, in that, that happens next that really gives us a very accurate inside description as to what Naomi was going through at that time. She goes back to her hometown, and the people see her, and they are welcoming her, and they are so happy that Naomi is back. And, you, and if you kind of recall what the story says, Naomi says, no, call me bitter. Because God is bitter with me. And because God has left me. And so the story goes on. Ruth goes to work for uh, one of Naomi's relatives, whose name is Boaz. And Ruth goes, works for him. Boaz finds favor with her. And then at that point, Boaz says, let her gather up as much of the produce from our fields as she wants. And so she does that. She goes back to her mother-in-law, who was so overjoyed at what has happened. And the words that she says next are key. God still loves me. God still loves me. God is still here. He is still with me. And as I'm sure how you know, the story has a very happy ending. Ruth marries Boaz, and Naomi becomes a grandma, and she's very, very happy. But the point is that Naomi relearned, and perhaps re-remembered, that God loved her, and that no, God had not left her despite of all of these really terrible things that had happened to her. How about the story of the Apostle Paul? I think it's hard for us in 21st century living to really understand the vile person that Paul was. The Bible says that, that he had not only breathed 
it was the only thing that he would talk about was murdering Christ's people, was murdering God's people, that he would literally go door to door to find them, to yank them out, and then to kill them because he hated Christianity so much. And there were many, many believers that died on account of Paul. And then God does this amazing 180 and he uses Paul, of all people, the killer of Christians, the killer of innocent people, the one who breathes murderous threats, he uses Paul. And he becomes the most famous apostle that we know today for the sake of Christ. Even in the midst of death, our God can still use that for good. For those who love him, and for those who are called according to his purpose. How about one more? How about Peter? Peter, impetuous, bold, silly, sometimes idiotic Peter. has the gall and the nerve to go up to the Messiah, to go up to Christ and says, even if everybody else leaves, I'll never leave. I will never leave you. I will never allow this to happen to you. And when the moment of truth comes, when there are people who are gathering around him and his Lord is about to be crucified on a cross and they say, hey, you, you were with him. I was not. I have no idea what you're talking about. And as we all know, very famously, he does this not one time, not two times, but he does it three separate times. If you think you've had a bad day, imagine being Peter the moment that the rooster crowed. I'm in so much trouble. And yet... God even used him, didn't he? Because one of the first stories in the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, right after Christ has ascended and he has, has, has breathed the Holy Spirit upon his disciples and, they, and their, their, their minds have been opened to understand the Scriptures. And so Peter, right after Pentecost, he stands up in front of a group of about 3,000 people And he preaches such a convicting and compelling and powerful and moving, spirit-filled sermon that do you remember what the immediate reaction of the people are? Brothers, what shall we do? And because of Peter, the one who failed walking on the water, the one who left his Lord after he said that he, that he would never leave him, because of Peter, 3,000 people were added to the church of Christ that day. And so, I ask you, today, on February the 24th, what season are you going through right now? What trial are you going through right now? Or trials, plural, are you going through right now? I know for some of you, it, it's incredibly difficult. Is it your marriage? Is it your job? Is it your family? Is it your extended family? 
What is your trial and what is your difficulty and what is your difficult season in life today on February the 24th? And how much do you trust that even amidst whatever it is, whatever season that you're going through, whatever trial that you're going through at this particular moment, how much do you trust that God is even working that right now for good? And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes the trials that we go to, they literally take us to our breaking point. And sometimes we break, right? And sometimes we do break and our faith falters and it crumbles. And we think, perhaps we think just like Naomi did, God has left me. You might as well go ahead and call me bitter too. Or do we think like Peter did? That there was no way that that the Lord could ever, ever, ever possibly love him again. And what happens? Christ goes and he reinstates Peter. And he reassures him that he has bigger plans for Peter than what he can see at that particular moment. So I, I, I ask you, what is your season? What trial are you going through right now? And if, if you can sit there and say, well, my life is great, I think you're lying. From the, the sense of everybody has some kind of a trial that we are going through. Whether it's coming from us or whether it is coming from outside of us. And so the question then becomes, and the question that's important for us to answer, and we're going to, what does it mean when Joseph said, and God meant, even though you guys meant all of this stuff for evil, what does it mean that God meant it for good? And what did Paul mean when when he said that for those who love God, and for those who are called according to his purpose, that he is working all things for good. Does it mean that we will get the result that that we want? Not necessarily. Does it mean that we are then going to be blessed with some kind kind of material blessing? No, not necessarily. But what it does mean is this, and we, in order to find the answer well, we do what we always do. We allow Scripture to interpret itself, and what does Scripture say? It says that the good that God is working is what he has deemed is good. Remember the story in which Jesus in the Gospels is talking about how fathers give their children gifts. And he says, if you... Though you are evil, if you, though you are sinful, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? How much better of a gift am I than your earth? I'm sorry, how much better of a father is our Heavenly Father than our earthly fathers? And so the good that God is working in your life is that which he knows is good for you. Now the difficulty is we have to trust that, right? Because there are, are times in which it seems like that's not happening at all. Some of you perhaps are even going through seasons that have lasted for years. 
And it doesn't seem like there is any, any, any end in sight. My encouragement to you this morning, what, what Scripture's encouragement to you this morning, if Joseph could stand here today and encourage you, he would say, know this, that God is working it for good for you. He is working it for your benefit, the benefit that he knows that you need. The benefit that he knows as our good father gives good gifts to his children. I tell you one more story, one more, and then I promise I'll be done. When I was about 10 years old, I could not figure out for the life of me why pastors wore these. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, on this, on that, something so terrible had happened. Why in the world are we carrying these things around? And so I finally, I finally asked my parents why, and they said, well, why don't you go ask pastor? And so I went and, and I asked pastor, and I remember his answer to this day. Do you know what he said? He said, because good was worked on that cross on that day. Because on that day, God took everything that was evil and everything and every season of our lives that is working against us, everything that is working against how God wants us to have our daily bread, just as Luther said, that God took all of those things that that are evil and he put them upon his son and his son made it good. His son made it the perfect Blessing. His son made it the perfect gift. Because on the cross, Jesus took all of the evil that has befallen you and has put it upon himself. And he crucified it there. And on the cross, he put death to death. On the cross, he put sin to death. On the cross, he put evil to death. And so how can you, how is it then that you can leave from here today knowing and trusting that God is working all things for good? Look no further than the cross. And that's it. That's really all that I have to tell you today because I can't explicate it any more than that. Look to the cross, folks. Whatever season in your life that you are going through, you can look to the cross. And be reminded and know and trust in the fact that God took the most wretched and vile things of this world and he turned them into good. So that we would be rescued from sin, death, and the power of Satan. So that we would have the forgiveness of sins. And so that we would live with him in life everlasting. Look to the cross. Look to his very body and blood, which we will partake in in just a few moments to know that God is still working in your life all of those things that are good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand.
We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed as is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of the Please be seated. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings in the pew that you are in as a red sign-in book, whether you are a member or a guest with us, Pierce City FFA. Um, please sign the red sign-in book uh, so that we know that you were here to worship with us. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing of the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Trinity Lutheran School has its TA Carnival March 8th, 2019. Dinner served at 5.30. Game starts 6 to 8.30. There will be a silent auction and a live auction. Everyone's invited. Trinity Lutheran School is seeking a middle school teacher for the 2019-20 school year. We're looking for a custodian. Days and hours are flexible. I presume that's for the custodian. For more information, or to call 235-5931, that's 235-5931, for an application, which are due March 8th. The Ladies' Aid, LWML, is going to have a mission work day tomorrow, February 25th, beginning at 9 a.m. They have a number of quilts ready to be assembled uh, for various missions. Bring a covered dish to share at lunch. Everyone is invited. The Trinity Lutheran Church School uh, Directory, Church Directory, is being updated. Please check last year's copy. And if you or any member of your family has a change, call the church office uh, immediately. Uh, it's FFA week. I'm sure you heard Pastor talk about that. The Pierce City chapter of the FFA is attending today. Anniversaries today, Bob and Linda Yellick celebrate. 51 years of marriage today, February 24th. Congratulations to them. The Ladies' Aid is also doing an in-gathering on March 3rd and 10th uh, for uh, children's services. Always needed are onesies, sleepers, pacifiers, baby washing shampoo, and baby wipes. We now rejoin our service in progress. Please stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and the opportunity to worship you in this place. 
You are the God of all grace and mercy, showing us with daily blessings. We know and trust that you guide our lives and bring good in all things. So today we praise you as the one true God, Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who are undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up all those in our health list. Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Oren, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob, Mark, Lauren, Gary, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Arlene, Bob, John, Mary Ann, Debbie, Bob, Eldred, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Ramona, Maxine, Jen, and Catherine, as well as all those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely and give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your son at the marriage at Cana in Galilee, and even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon those who are celebrating their Christian union through their marriage. We lift up Bob and Linda Jelinek, celebrating 51 years. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge, and life, as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. We give thanks, O Lord, for the many blessings which you have given to your servants celebrating birthdays, especially for bestowing on them length of days in the present life. Grant that they may always know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities, as well as the leaders of our own Lutheran Synod. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We think of David, Hesman, and Melissa and the children. We lift up to you in prayer all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our children. Gracious Lord, you, we honor you by many names. Today we honor you as the creator of all things, especially life. We lift up our children to you in prayer, asking that you will continue to bless them mightily, giving them strength, good health, and the desire to learn more about you, Jesus. You be with them this week as they go about their vocation as students, obedient children, 
and willing servants. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we give you thanks for our guests who worship with us today, especially the youth who are members of the FFA, who recognize you are the great creator and sustainer of all things. Continue to bless these young people as they continue to learn about the land and the livestock which you have placed in our care. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, a prayer for our congregation. God of all grace and mercy, you have called us by name to be your disciples, to be children who love and obey you. As we head into this Lenten season, continue to lead this congregation of yours in ways that are pleasing in your sight. Help us find the time to be in your word, to reach out to you in daily prayer, to be a witness to the truth. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he has now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Hear us, Lord, as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sacrifices, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the name. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
first distribution hymn is O Lord We Praise Thee, hymn 617, hymn 617. Next hymn is Lord Jesus Christ, we humbly pray, 623, hymn 623.
Please stand. Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. The closing hymn is O Love How Deep, 544, verses 5 through 7.
Just a few announcements before we close with uh, our time here this morning in worship. Our school, Trinity Lutheran School, is seeking a middle school teacher for this coming school year, the 2019-2020 year. We are also looking for a custodian. Days and hours are flexible. For more information, uh, please call the school to request an application. Those are due by March 8th. Uh, our LWML Ladies' Aid will have a mission workday on Monday, February the 25th, which is tomorrow, uh, beginning at 9 a.m. in the Fellowship Hall. Last year's financial records will be closed at the end of this week. After that time, corrections cannot be made. So if you are, have been wanting to get into the office to make some corrections, please do that before the end of this week. The Trinity Lutheran Church directory for 2019 is being updated. Please check last year's copy. And if you or any family member's address or phone number has changed, please call the office or leave correction in the mailbox outside of the office. And then finally, the second annual Trinity Lutheran School 8th grade class chili cook-off and dessert auction uh, will be held Sunday. Ooh, dessert auction. Uh, will be held Sunday, March the 3rd. Uh, so please make sure that you are um, going to attend that as well. Uh, There's all of the announcements that we have. I privilege you all have a very, very blessed week. Oh, and thank you uh, to Pierce City FFA for joining us in worship today. Uh, we thank you for your presence here. We pray that your time here was a blessed one. We pray that you all have a very blessed week. It's been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt. We pray you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast at FreistatRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George.